got some hot apple cider. Closing out with Archie's dad.
guys so much since our last song. It goes out to Andrew Schroeder and also Reed. It might yeah. just be that the guitar is picking up on the mic and Andrew's voice goes towards <laughs>
that was a ball. to hit up a, a bar in the mission after this, huh? Yeah, maybe Pops. Pops is pretty close.
way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. <laughs> I love David Stolowitz. I hope you guys do check it out. Welcome back. This is live now. MutinyRadio.fm. You are tuned in to Friends with Jenna Fitz. I'm your host, Jen Eros, and I'm going to play some music for you as we're going to get started. I have a wonderful guest calling in today in just a few moments, so... Get your friends listening. Get them over to www.mutinyradio.fm. Hit that donate button or come on out to the studio, 2781 21st Street. See what we've got going on here. We've got a stage. We've got seats for 25, 30 people. And just a wonderful thing that we can experience together because this place is built on community. And here we are. Friends with Jenna Fitz is every Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m. And I'm going to be playing some Coldplay. Bones sinking like stones, all that we fall for. Homes, places we've grown, all of us are done for. 
And welcome back. Again, this is MutinyRadio.fm. You're listening to Friends with Jenna Fitz. I'm your host, Jen Eros, and I'm looking forward to a great conversation today. My dear friend Randall Dark has been in touch with me over the past year and a half, and I'd love to catch up with what he's got going on now. Uh, No ordinary connection. I was on Stage32.com, and he was one of the welcoming people there for one of the Introduce Yourself weekends. And when I found out how much he's been involved in, and he asks me, Jennifer, how can I help you? That just starts off everything, doesn't it? To be welcoming, to be accessible, and there is nothing over the course of time that has changed my opinion on this is his character, this is who he is. So... 
he has some phenomenal things and insights to share. I'd love for you guys to be listening in. Uh, make sure when you go to mutinyradio.fm, hit that donate button. We are looking for some upgrades before our comedy festival coming up in March. Uh, we did have a microphone go out last week, but it seems to be working now. And grateful for anything that we can that can keep us going because you know we do this for community we do this for the world uh we are not regulated by the fcc so yeah some of this stuff's not as filtered as you know you might need if you're listening at work from your laptop but uh glad you're joining us anyway you know what is the freedom of speech without responsibility to the fact that we have things to say we have truths to bring light to and I now have a call from Randall Dark, so hang in there. Here's a little more cold play as I switch over. My heart is yours. See that I hold on to That's what I do. And on the phone we have today, Randall P. Dark. How are you doing there, Randall? I am fantastic. How are you? Uh, I am in agreement that you're fantastic, but you won't take that. You have no ego for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful day today. Well, good. And you're in Austin, Texas today? Yes, I am. Um, I'm uh, in beautiful, uh, well, outside of Austin, uh, the rolling hills of Austin. That's where that's where I live, and I have my office. And so uh, every every day is uh, just a blessing. It's just so nice here, and the people are great. And uh, um, I get to watch the sunset over the rolling hills of Austin, and it's a it's a good place to be. Excellent. Now you're in Austin right now, but you told me. A time ago, when you were a teenager, you decided never to live someplace more than a few years. How has that worked out for you, and where have you been otherwise? Well, yeah, I started um, my traveling and working. Like I'm, I'm what's called a rainmaker. So basically, wherever I live, is, you know, I, I write, direct, and produce theater, and then I got involved in high definition, et cetera, et cetera. But in the early years of my theater years. Um, I started in Ottawa, and then I I left Ottawa, and I moved out west, so Calgary, and I did shows in Calgary, I did shows in Banff, did shows in Edmonton, um, then um, came back into uh, uh, the States and and, uh, New York City, I was there for a while, San Francisco, Los Angeles, I was there for a while. Um, and uh, now I'm in uh, beautiful, beautiful Austin. And my wife is from Georgetown, actually, and, which is north of Austin. Uh, so we're we're not moving anymore. We're we're here. And you're so, settled uh, no in. No more. No, we're uh, we're settled in. We love our house. We love our neighbors. And uh, it's close to the nieces and her parents. So um, this is this is uh, where I am, and it's a great place to be. That's excellent. Um, So this is now your favorite place to be. What were some of the experiences in those travels that you're glad that you picked up along the way? Well, when I lived in New York City, I worked out of the Ed Sullivan Theater. And 
you know, one day we were doing um, some projects for MTV and Unplugged, and Aerosmith showed up, and I got to tour Aerosmith through the, you know, the the, the famous um, Ed Salmon Theater. There's, you know, that's not too, too shabby. That's of an not shabby at all. In fact, with my name, Jen Eros, I figured if I had a backup band, they'd have to be called the Eros Myth. So, nice. I like that. <laughs> at some point, we'll work on the music, and I've got to put a band together first. So, no, but yeah, um, yeah New York City, Ed, the Ed Sullivan Theater, isn't that the same place where uh, David Letterman has also used that space? Exactly. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's 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 been used and abused for many many years. At one time, I think I think it was called the Hammerstein Theater, and it was uh, in the early early years. It, it, it was a legit theater house, and uh, they turned it into a, a illegitimate TV studio. Now it's illegitimate. <laughs> uh, they turned it into a TV. You know, one of the first TV studios, and. Uh, the rest, uh, the rest is history. Some of the most amazing acts performed on that stage. Wow! Over the years, it's, it's, it's just so great when, to have a great history. So, when you were using that as your office space, what what would a typical day look like? Who did you have working with you, and what were your projects like? There was a variety of different things. Um, we we did uh, a lot of shooting New York City, obviously, because it's such an amazing. You know, no matter where you look, downtown, uptown, crosstown, there's incredible buildings, incredible sights and sounds. Um, so we did a lot of shooting and editing there. Uh, we had, you know, first-generation high-definition cameras and first-generation tape decks, you know, reel-to-reel. And it was, it was, it was just um, an incredible time doing everything from documentaries to non, you know, fiction to... Um, and music video, so it was, it, and I'll, I'll, just whatever we thought of, we'd go and shoot it and do it. So it was, it was a great experience. I, I, got, I cut my teeth uh, in high definition in the Hidalgo Theater, so that's not, that's not too shabby. Right. Well, and didn't you also take it to the NFL? Yeah, well, yeah, we we shot you know, we shot uh, one of the first, if not the first. I, I gotta check the record books. I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but <laughs> if, if not the first, one of the first uh, uh, football games, and and you know we showed it to the different um, people that are involved in the NFL, and we shot we shot hockey games. Did the same thing from with hockey. Um, we shot obviously soccer, which is a, you know a worldwide sport. Um, yeah. It's bigger than football. Hard, just hard to believe. Yeah. But so yeah, I got to do a lot of the uh, sporting events uh, in high definition. So it's, and I'm a huge sports fan. You know, I play every sport. I love sports. So you know, they had me at hello on that one. Right, right. And don't you have some brothers also that are into sports that kind of got you involved? Um, yeah, my my older brother Brett was was um, you know a, a really good hockey player and. Uh, and so he kind of supported me when I was, you know, younger and taught me how to be better at what I was doing. And, um, yeah, so that I got, I got, it's genetic, I guess. There's got to be some gene in there. Well, it's always better to have a sport when you're sharing with somebody that you're close to, especially if you're going to beat them up. It's got to be a brother, right? Well, I was the younger brother. Trust me, they all beat me up. Yeah, I was the younger sister, so I learned all about football doing the flea flicker. 
I didn't know oh, I was okay. the flea. <laughs> I didn't know I was there the flea. Go. But um, <laughs> no, we had a court across the street, and we get all the kids together. My dad, my brother was the tallest, so of course he was always the quarterback. And you'd mm-hmm. use the bottle cap for your quarterback on your hand, so he was always the seven-up cap, and then would show the direction on his hand where he wanted you to go. So, yeah, the fake handoff to me was never quite as convincing as we hoped, but, you know, then he could pass it to the person he wanted to if I got to be enough of a distraction. So, um, but it was cool. I mean, six years older than me, you do what you can. I was involved. I was included. That was the best part. So, yeah. um, and so you're the youngest of how many? Uh, uh, youngest you have... of four. I had... I, 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 uh... All boys? Older brothers. All All boys. boys. Yeah. So anybody out there that you felt like you were following in their footsteps or their shadow or everybody kind of went their own way, how would you describe that? Everyone pretty well went their own way. You know, my brother Shane, who's a a world-class sculpture artist, you you know, I went into the theater and he went into the arts. And, you know, if you look at, if you, if people are listening, if you Google search, Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E, Dark, D-A-R-K, you'll see his sculptures are, are, are spectacular. As a matter of fact, he just, he just uh, has three huge ones in Toronto, and one of them is, uh, is I think, eight stories tall or seven stories tall and punches through a building. It's, it's, it's definitely worth taking a look at. Right, and wasn't he just recently, because this is when we reconnected after a period of time. You sent me a message that... Last night, your brother Shane was inducted. Let me read this again. It just shrunk on me. Um, no, it, 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 it hasn't officially happened yet, and we're keeping it quiet. So oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay so hopefully nobody's listening to my show. We'll just put it out there later <laughs> that we knew in advance something, something. Shane's yeah, a great artist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's exciting, though. I mean, to yeah. see that they're doing well as well as much as I mean you've definitely forged your own way through life but to me it's always sounded in our conversations that you've been more than willing to share that adventure with the people around you how did you get involved on sharing things about high def or the other projects you were on well the thing is it's part of its marketing you know one of my my best friend who happens to uh, be my wife um, in the you know early years of, of high definition, when I had my company in Dallas, um, it's all about marketing. And if 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 people don't read about you, you don't exist. So one of the things that was really important was to market the company. And Kristen was a um, a good marketing, but also a really really good producer. So you have it's a team that you have. So when we would show up with, you know, a high definition truck, I, we had the best engineers, we had the best producers, we had the best camera people that I could possibly find. What's sad is I got most of the credit where it was really, really a team effort. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have done all those fun things uh, in high definition in the early, especially in the early years without the incredible people that were working with me. Um, and I will say they worked with me, not for me. You know, I always, I always, I think that's really important. It's how you, how you treat people is so important. Yeah. And, you know, there's, unfortunately, there's like a hierarchy at times and, and, you know, but I always went, my production assistant is just important as my engineer and should be 
treated such. Yeah. So, and I think that's a good message for people that are listening is that you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so make sure your right. weakest link is strong. Right. And, and, and by doing that is give them encouragement, give them good training, give them support. And uh, at the end of the day, it, everyone's happy. Yeah. And uh, along with that, did you have some of the crew that would work together on, on multiple things? Or did you find yourself changing it up based on what the pro- product was that you were trying to create? No, I, no. most of the time it was the same group of people, the same crew I try to take with me. Um, because, you know, you get, you get used to the team and they work like clockwork as a, a together and mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of times the camera people would be booked so you, you you wouldn't have the exact same camera people but you know talent is talent there's one thing about about this planet there's a lot of very 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 talented people out there and 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 you, you know once you find them you don't want to let them go so i was i was blessed to be able to have some really good people with me well, especially on some of the things that you were focusing on, I noticed that you did a lot of documentaries. Can you tell me about what spurred your interest and how did the technology help to foster what you were trying to achieve? Well, I think the the best example of that is, is one that we did a while ago called Macario is a Rising Tide. And and I I thought it was really important for us to do it for a number of reasons. Um, it told the story of of, of the school in the Dominican Republic and why you need to feed children, why you need to educate them, and and it, it's and it's it's a it's about the school and and these people. And I firmly believe that when you saw this documentary on a high definition TV, a 70 inch TV. It's so real. It's like you're there, and you look at these kids, and and because it's almost like you could reach out and touch them. They're that real, and if you and if you evoke some sort of response, and and uh, you would go, you know what? I want to help those children. Mm-hmm. So you'll reach into your pocket and you'll pull out a few dollars, or you'll go and and or you'll volunteer, or it doesn't have to be that. You just Macaros. It could be. It could be anything, but because, because it was so real and so vivid, I believe it would touch you in a way that you would have to do something. And, and I think high definition, um, one of the great things about high definition, sure, sports are phenomenal and, and you know, celebrity talk shows are fun because, you know, you see what they really look like. But I think one of the biggest things that have happened is documentaries, and not just mine, there's, you know, there's, Johnny Limson, there's, there's, there's like, there's so many people like like Joni and and Kristen, and that go out and tell amazing stories. Um, you know that there's, and and whether it's it's a story about children or educational, like you know, there's this friend of mine who's about to do a documentary about bees, for goodness sake, and mm-hmm. and how important you know the honeybee is, and 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 we learn from them, and we. We share these experiences in a technology that makes you feel like you're there. So that's that's why I think it's so special now. Oh yeah, sorry, I dropped my phone onto the the panel here. Um, okay. No, but I was remembering in in trying to get that expression of need across to people, it really seemed you were bringing the technology to the level of the need to make it so tangible for people to really have the experience that they were trying to be uh, a beneficial part of the results. 
So mm -hmm. I thank you for that. Um, you can use that tagline at any time. You know, Jen Arrow says, I was bringing the technology to the level of the need. So <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, but you have a lot of other things that you've done for kids. And lately, um, don't you have a book in production that you're working on? Yes. Um, many years book. ago, yeah, many years ago, I used to write and direct and produce a lot of children's uh, things. And then uh, some people came across Tell a Sasquatch, which toured Canada as a play, and they made it into an animated app that I really, really like, and they did a good job. And, and then I was going, you know, I, I want to I do another one. I want to do something that has vertical integration. So what I'm writing right now, it's, it's called Easter Frog, The Brains Behind the Bunny. And mm -hmm. basically it tells the story of how the Easter Bunny came about because I've talked to, what, 200 people. I've asked that same question. How did the Easter Bunny come about? And nobody knows. Well, I do. I know okay. how it happened. And, and so I'm, I'm writing the book slash play slash screenplay uh, right now. It's, 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 the first draft is done, and you know, you know, I'm going to do a second draft. Uh, and then I'll start showing it around and see what happens. But um, it, it, it's a parallel. It's really about children. Um, and if that are struggling, and then they look in the mirror and they don't like what they see, and they they get teased, and they you know how how difficult it is being a young child nowadays because they cell phones and people are mean, and so I'm disguising it by the, you know the the children are actually uh, the frogs in the book. <laughs> okay. So but the brain's it, behind the bunny. I know you don't want to give yeah. too much of the story away until it's all finished, but um, I really applaud that you are taking that focus towards the kids. It's Yeah, I think we have to because it's it's tough out there. And, and people, even ourselves, will look in the mirror and we don't like what we see. So we, we hide who we really are by pretending were something else, and 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 that's what the frogs do. They they make bunny outfits and they crawl in the bunny outfits because everyone loves a cute poppy bunny, and bunnies are soft and cuddly and and acceptable. So it breaks the frogs, yeah, and it breaks the frogs' heart that they have to do this, but that that's what they have to do to deliver the Easter eggs. They have wow. to be in bunny outfits. Wow. And that is difficult yeah. too because uh, trying to figure out the skin we live in. You know, is yeah. it what we were given or is it who we become because of those trials out there, whether people are rejecting you or accepting you and what you're willing to bend to in order to have that yeah. acceptance. So it's an interesting uh, subject. I'm hoping that that project, um, do you have any idea? I know you're a perfectionist when it comes to your own special work. So how, how long do you see before this will be hitting the shelves? As soon as I get funding, I'm looking for investors right now. Okay. That's so. good to know. So if you guys are interested, get a hold of me and I can get you his information. Uh, but Randall, you also have a blog spot. Do you want to go ahead and give a shout out on that one real quick? They can follow yeah, it's, you. It's, yeah, they can follow the adventures. It's just, you know, the, the, you know it's a, a, a really good friend set this up for me. And, uh, it's it's a blog. It's Randall Dark Productions News. So if you if you go to the it's you know Randall Dark News Blogspot dot com and and what's fun about it is 
Uh, it's got almost my entire history, starting from writing, directing, producing theater, all the way to, um, you know, being interviewed um, for different magazines. And what's, what I like about the, this is it's not what I say about me. It's what other people have written about me. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not my train of thought or you know it's if you click on any of the dates on the right hand side it's a it's an article telling you what I'm been doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's fun. So it's fine that other people are willing to talk about you in this way. That's great. <laughs> well, I've been I, I've been I've been lucky, you know, and blessed my entire career where I, I get to do really interesting things, and and people have been generous about writing stuff about it and putting it in different magazines. So, uh, and I'm I'm not a. I I think it's really really important that we share our knowledge, share what we know. I, you know. I think that so many times it's behind closed doors, you know, it's, you're not supposed to see behind the, you know, the no, and you should let everyone look behind the door, share the information. Um, so you would be Toto pulling the curtains back from the Wizard of Oz, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think we have to. We need. No, now, don't get me wrong. I think there, there's some things, you, you know, I'll go, yo, do you really don't want to pull that curtain? Because right. The, the magic is is in 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 what you see, but I I think there are really good um, information in these articles that people can read and go oh that's how we did it oh that's how he he was able to do that oh that's mm-hmm. the the technology he used because whether it's JVC or Sony or Mitsubishi or Samsung all these wonderful companies that I've been able to work with. Um, I want people to know that, you know, that documentary I shot with the HD uh, Sony camera, HD cam, and that one I shot with the JVC 4K, and that one I shot with, you know, I think I, I think that it's beneficial for, for filmmakers to look at what other people are doing and, and learn from their mistakes. We, you know, I'd rather learn from someone else's mistakes than learn from my mistakes. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I really do appreciate everything that you have there when you go and check out the blog spot. But can you explain to me how you got on the cover of the same magazine as the First Lady of China back in the spring of 2014? Oh, Which magazine was, was this? Was, uh, it, it, it's a magazine out of China. Um, uh, that was um, I, you know, part of education. I think it's really, really important that you know film festivals happen and Jeff Green um, has very good connections with the, the Chinese and the Chinese government so we started a film festival uh, and we've done it twice we're gonna hopefully we'll do it next year we're trying to it's tricky uh, but we've done it twice so far and they they wrote they wrote about it uh, in this magazine and they put both of us I have a tiny little spot on the cover it's mostly you know her it's mostly her as it, which it, which it should be. <laughs> well, yeah, considering it's still you on the cover with her, that's not yeah, bad. Fine. I mean, that's not shabby. Yeah. Um, that no, they're bringing fine. the attention to your story in there, also. Um, yeah. But was that a surprise to you? I mean, obviously they did an interview. Did you know this was coming around that time that she might also be on the cover? 
Um, no, because you can just do things and move on. Yeah. So it 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 worked out well. I I'm not trust me. I'm not complaining. Right. Right. Anywhere you can but, spread the uh, limelight, it doesn't hurt yeah, that badly. And, you know, yeah, and you know, the, 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 I've been I'm, you know on the cover of Marquee Magazine and videography, and you know I've been. I've been just so, as I said, blessed to, to get to do really cool projects, and people want to read and they write about them. So it's 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 just a win-win. Awesome. Uh, beyond the book, what other things? I mean, I've noticed that you've been involved with what over two hundred films at this point. I don't have a full count because I'm sure you kept doing more since that was printed. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. But they're very diverse, you know, whether it has to do with the ecology or you get a really sweet story involved in there. Uh, something about knitting. I don't even remember half the <laughs> movies that you've done something about. Um, what draws you to a project like that? That, I mean, on the outside, just looking at the style, uh, none of them seem really cohesive except for the fact that you were involved at some level. So how do you yeah, choose? A lot of times they choose me. You know, it falls into my lap. Um, I, I've been able to um, do different projects for different companies, and everything fascinates me. So I look at if you're the best in the world, whether it's knitting or um, building. You know, I shot guys that made violins. You know, how how do you make a violin? That was fascinating. That's so amazing. It, if you're really good at something, um, I want to I want to tell the story, and and I've been lucky enough to tell a lot of different stories in my career, um, and and I'm not. And some people get pigeonholed, unfortunately, where they go, oh, he only does documentaries about wildlife, or he only does documentaries uh, about. Uh, you know, buildings. You know, I, yeah, or I've she been, can only be in an action movie or a rom-com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get it. So I've been lucky enough to be able to go. Hey, I everything. I I'm fascinated by everything, and and if you surround yourself with really talented people, at the end of the day, the documentary won't suck because the people you're working with are really talented, and really good. Right. Um, so it's a and and the thing is too, I don't get bored easily with because I'm doing so many different things. So when I show up on location to do a a, a documentary about whatever, like <clears throat> the Albuquerque Balloon Festival, I got to do a documentary about that. How cool! I got to go up in a balloon, you know. So and you talk to these people and going, you know, you do this every year and and why and and so you hear their stories and you meet. So many really amazing people. The planet is full of just so many cool people, and I get to meet a lot of them. So I feel that with you, you've always had, like you said, these blessings or this good luck coming your way. Has there ever been a moment where you've said, why am I doing this? This is not what I want to be doing, or had a, no. it's just always been a joy for you? Yeah, well, there's been situations, financial situations, where it's been very stressful and very difficult. Um, and and this point in my career, like if anyone's listening, I'm going, it's it, it, it's tough to to do. Even though I've done all these different things, people want young, fast, 
So right now, for me to find projects and find funding for projects is very, very, very difficult because the world has changed. Everybody with a camera uh, and a computer is a writer, director, producer, cinematographer, and can go out and do things, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the clients I used to have, I don't have anymore because, you know, they they move on and the business moves on and you know the, a lot of the companies that that I used to work with they don't have the budgets anymore to do these sort of things or they do it in house um, so the, the climate has changed dramatically for uh, for filmmakers it's and I think if the filmmakers are listening they're all shaking their head yes going it's 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 difficult mm -hmm. unless you're living in L A and you're doing it or New York. Um, Chicago has a good scene, but it's it's tough to make a living nowadays. Yeah, and as you mentioned, new, people are gravitating towards L.A. and New York still. But I met you through Stage32.com, and what I liked about the principle of that is you could network from anywhere in the world with people of various yep. talents for your project. How much have you used that as a resource? Um, not, not enough yet. Um, I've only been on it for, you know, four or five months, I think. Um, I'm still looking at different things and um, I'm putting stuff out. Um, but I think it's a very, very important site. I uh, like LinkedIn, I like Twitter, everything. Like some people hate Facebook for marketing and they use it to you know, show what their kid had for dinner. I use it, I use Facebook mostly for marketing. Mm -hmm. um, like I use LinkedIn, like I use Stage 32. Uh, all these things are ways to reach uh, people in in different ways because you're on a bus or you're you're at a movie theater. You look around; everyone is looking at their handheld device nowadays. Mm -hmm. That's that's the world we live in. So yeah. you've got to you've got to enter that world. You got to be part of it. Right. And stage thirty two, it's it's more than a directory. It's it's truly you have meetups in specific areas in the lounge. Yep. So if you are yep. just photographers trying to solve something, you can talk technically with other photographers or exactly. if or you're looking to hire different actors or actresses that can do a scene where they're having to be submerged in water for a length of time. <laughs> you know, yep. it's I've got a guy I've got to float down the river like he's dead and I found one through stage thirty two dot com. So <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Um, but yep. that's where I think the it's technology. A great yeah, it's it's interesting too because you can find out their timeline when they're available, if they're going to be in the area, if they can do the music from, as you said, Ottawa, Canada, or if they're in Spain. Like I have a connection now through Stage Thirty Two that she's helping me with some writing projects. Um, it's okay, a phenomenal outreach, and yeah, uh, I mean, this is how I got to meet you. So I love it. I thought it was amazing when you first connected with me um, for all the resources and, and the knowledge base that you carry with you that through this, you reached out to me. And so I thank you. It's oh, my pleasure. it's emboldening because there is a lot of mystery to uh, how to navigate these areas and uh, which resources would be available without having to relocate yourself to LA or New York or one of these other hubs. I know India has a huge uh, interest. Also, I get people asking to join my site on stage32.com that are creating movies in India. Well, I haven't been there yet, but the opportunities open up. So, yeah. um, 
Do you think you can maybe have your finger on the pulse of what the next wave might be since you've been at this a while? You've seen trends over time? Well, yeah, uh, I... I didn't say fortune teller was on your strengths. I'm just no, guessing. <laughs> no, it, it, there are certain things that are going to blow up, like... Um, Virtual reality in the gaming world is 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 going strong, and and there's a following there. Uh, AR is is getting some attention uh, to some degree, but there's I, I've yet to see anything that's going to revolutionize um, what we do and how we do it in in the entertainment world. Uh, 3D is a one-trick pony. Uh, there will always be 3D gimmick-type movies, and for some things, it's great. Uh, but is, is it going to replace the TV in the house? No. Um, we're not going to be watching everything in 3D. That's just not how it's going to be. Because um, there's, there's something about the way we like to watch our television and the willing suspension disbelief kicks in, and it... it it can't be something that's artificial. Mm -hmm. um, and when you watch a football game or a baseball game or a basketball game, you know, uh, it, it, it's a 12-camera shoot, and you get the best angles, and you don't need it in, in order where you want it in 3D. So I, I don't think there's any – go circle all the way back. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any technology coming out that is going to – revolutionize or evolutionize mm -hmm. um, what we have right now. I was... I could be wrong. Yeah, well, I was interested this summer. We went in July for four weeks to Europe, and one of the things we did is we went to a museum in Germany, in Munich, and mm -hmm. they had a section on technology. And they had the Mickey Mouse telephone, in there they had a bart yeah. pass in there and i was like even cool. uh galaxy phone uh was in there a 2012 galaxy phone and i thought this is like stuff i've got out in the back shed <laughs> you know the uh the things that used to be carpet weights you know you used to use them until you didn't and now everything is uh you wait for the day they put that sticker on your house that they're going to collect for e-waste yeah. um but some of these things going backwards, I think, also help to fortify. Uh, there are things that have not been reproduced into the new technology, and so you kind of still need uh, an operational set of equipment, whether it's for your VHS, for your wedding, or uh, some people don't have the access to transfer those over to digital. Um, at what point does this speeding up the advent of technology like you're always having new apps or you have new downloads or you have new upgrades uh, at what point does it just burn it out to where it's not new anymore or you need well, to rely on some of the old technology anyway you don't exactly make it totally obsolete no I don't think you know I, I it's, that's a kind of a difficult question to answer yeah um, the technology that we have, that you know, that whether it's a, a Canon 5D camera or or whatever uh, image capturing device, you know, 
it's it, it can be it can be around for 20 more years. I don't think it's going to go obsolete. And that you know, editing's editing. The, the, you may get a faster computer or you know a bigger um, drive, but at the end of the day, it's the it's the people that sit in the chair that or that carry the camera that shoot. That's that's the organic life forms create. Uh, technology is there to be used or abused, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I just think people are have always told stories uh, and will always tell stories. And uh, you know, you look at some of the documentaries that were done 20 years ago; they're they're fantastic. You look at ones that were done yesterday, and it's fantastic. So, talent is talent. Um, you know, if you look at if, if look at the old masters. Uh, if you go to an art museum and, and you see paintings that were done in the 16th century and they're spectacular and you look at one that was done yesterday and it's spectacular so mm-hmm. um, it, 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 it always will be I guess is the quick answer yeah and uh, I've said this before on my show I'll share with you now is uh, regardless of which medium you're using if it's a microphone if it's a paintbrush if it's shooting film and a camera uh, it's it's akin to holding the taproot to the universe. You know, we just have this access point where we can bring things through that didn't exist before or need to exist in a new way. And so the creative process for me, it's just a wonderful saturation point when it can all come together and still speak truth to someone else. And uh, I appreciate the truth that you share with all the technology you've been using and your enthusiasm and that you've been going out and you're even on speaking panels at times. Uh, how does that invitation come out to you? Wait, you I'm sorry, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, you, you, you've told me before that uh, to promote something new, instead of hiding the information, you're out there sharing it, getting out on, on yeah. panels that are... Um, yeah presenting information How, where have you done this what types of stuff have you shared i uh, you know i'm a big fan of the jack the hall wildlife film festival i i've spoken there a bunch of times and, and you know the ohio film festival i've spoken there and the dallas film festival or dallas video festival um, almost any film festival that will contact me and and whether they like me moderating panels or bring some of my my uh, friends who are in the business, um, and w- a lot of times I try to keep what we say really, really short, and saying, "Look, I- I'm up here with five world-leading experts uh, in in the entertainment industry." Questions, and I, th- I think it's more important that we do make it as interactive as possible. So when someone raises their hand, they go, "Do you have a question for anybody up here?" and 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 we we keep the answers succinct and and short, so we try to get as many answers and information as possible. And I think most people want to do that. They want to share what they know, you know, and 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 help each other. I think I think that's human nature now, um, and I, I think that's really important that we do that. And I love doing it. So if there's any film festivals out there that need help, give me give me a shout. Awesome, awesome. Have you had? Any surprises of somebody that was a fan of yours that told you how you specifically helped them in what they chose to do? Yeah, that, that I've been, I've been, and I don't want to get into details of something like that because that's it's private and personal. But okay. you know, the the 
there has been, a, you know, many people have come up and, and have thanked me and or thanked other people on the panel. That because we, we like being inspired. And if you see something um, that you like and, and you go, man, I, I want to do that or I, I, I could do that. And, and that's, you know, one of the, I think one of the most important things about film festivals. You want to, sure, you want to show what you've done, but you also want to inspire. You want people to go out and be your competition. I love that. I think that's important. We get better by sharing information. I believe so too. I believe so too. Yeah. And yeah, your spirit of generosity on that level, I, I really appreciate. So I want to tell you that yes, you've made a difference uh, by being an example of who you are, by what you do and how you bring oh, that you. focus to the things that really matter to the rest of us. And uh, we might not otherwise be able to see it were it not for your efforts. So thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And so, thank everyone who else is doing it. You know, you know, there's so many people out there that are doing the exact same thing, and we 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 need to turn to them, and we need to be be thanking each other a little bit more often. I think I, I think at times we take things for granted, and we shouldn't. Right, and and I know you've been ultimately patient because I've wanted to have you on this show for a while. Uh, we will be replaying portions of this uh, in the future, if that's all right by you. Um, oh, absolutely. But all of these shows are archived here at mutinyradio.fm. And this, again, as a reminder at the top of the hour, this is Friends with Jennifer. You're listening to Jen Eros. I'm your host talking with Randall P. Dark. And, Randall, are there some other ways that people can follow you? You'd like to um, give a shout-out, give them some information, or other projects that you've done that they can look at that you think stand out and and should be shared some more um i know i i think if you if you just google search um that's one thing that's fantastic about technology you just google <laughs> search randall dark productions and a list will come up because some people may want to be may be interested in the uh the pbs documentary on you know about the albuquerque bloom festival others will, will may want to watch macario's a rising tide of you know the one about educating and feeding children and and all all the other ones. So it's it's um, you know it's easy by just going there and just scrolling and, and taking a look and picking out what you want. Um, we've tried to make it as easy as possible. And thanks to technology, it can be. So yeah. <laughs> again, um, I'm gonna close there but I thank you so much for making the time for me today that you could oh, my uh, pleasure. call in and enjoy that lovely wife of yours in Austin Texas uh, were you guys Congrats. getting much on the uh, hurricane front coming towards you how have you been with the I weather have, the weather here has been, been pretty pretty spectacular we've been, we've been lucky um, it's been windy but that's about it it's mostly the the other places are getting hit, but we've dodged it. Well, so I just want to thank you again for uh, having me on your show. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, anytime you want me back, just let me know. Absolutely, thank you so much, dear. And yeah, just uh, keep avoiding the hurricanes as you will. Stay lucky in life. <laughs> Stay charming. Always. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thank Looking you. To it. Thank you so much. You Bye-bye. bet. Thanks. So this is, again, MutinyRadio.fm. You're listening to Friends with Jenna Fitz every Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m. 
put a little music on for a bit. We'll come up with some other topics. If you have any questions, feel free to call me now at 415-550-0511 or stop on by the studio sometime. I'd love to chat it up at 2781 21st Street in Florida here in San Francisco. So thanks again for joining me. Little segue here and I'll be right back. Yeah. 
myself try that you do yes that's cold play and i've been just having a whole lot of great things coming together in the universe for me lately i'm glad you guys could join me again at mutinyradio.fm for another friends with jennifits we've got a few minutes left if you'd like to call in the number again is 415-550-0511 let's talk about all the things that you do how are you bringing good things into your world i was listening to something kind of positive and i never wonder too long if this stuff works unless i'm going to put it into practice And so I was actually coaching a friend of mine that I've met recently who's getting into a new relationship. And, you know, you talk to someone long enough and suddenly you realize they go into this tirade over on the side about things that are involved in their everyday life. And I thought, well, shoot, if I'm going to listen to this positive stuff, let's see if we can try it on him. So I gave him this little task of go through your day and find 10 things, 10 favorite things in your day and just make note of them. Uh, When we start focusing our intentions, we start to see the results. We start to shape our world around what we want to bring into us, raising our vibrational energy, all that new age guru shit, right? And I'm like, it's catching on. And some people seem to have a better grasp of it than others. But can it just in the margins of our lives make life better? And so he very promptly sent back his response. Ten amazing things. His favorite things. And as I'm reading through them, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, he's not talking to me. These are the things he's saying to his new girlfriend. I know that because number four is something that has never transpired between the two of us. And so I had to call him and say, you know that you sent that to me, right? This wasn't meant for me, I hope. I mean, you'd be right about all counts. Just I'm not about to prove number four to you. So make sure that your intentions are directed properly in the universe. Hopefully you guys are finding some benefit out of it. Um, going back to mutinyradio.fm, we do have openings still. If you're a comedian and you want to be performing in March for our one week 
Uh, we always promote this for a whole week long of comedy. You're going to have 40 comedians, but there's still openings. So if you're interested in getting involved in the March 2018 comedy festival hosted here at Mutiny Radio, uh, check in with us. You can give me a call, 415-550-0511, or check in with Pam Sedai. Pam Benjamin is here as our station manager and helping to put all these things together with sponsors and promotions and get your name on the list. It won't hurt to try it out. We've got a stage. We've got performance space. Uh, definitely you get a lot of people coming through for the audience on these days because it's just a riot. It's fun. Uh, it does put off the regular show schedule. So if you're looking at March, um, check it out. I'll get you the dates to that real soon. soon is a now the 2018 comedy festival third annual is march 1st through march 5th five days 25 shows 40 comics from the usa and beyond at www.mutinyradio.fm and you can apply online to be part of this comedy festival um I was here last time, and it was just a phenomenal way to get started. I had only been at the station for a couple of months, and then March rolls around. And we have so many great people involved that I really hope you don't miss it. You do want to plan your parking. And uh, if I find that same parking spot as I did last time, you won't have to move your car. So... <laughs> But do check out our other shows. We have Ask a Divorcee on Thursdays from 8 to 10 p.m. The usual Sex Specs on Sundays 6 to 8. Old Soul Radio on Sundays 10 to midnight. This again is Friends with Jennifer Saturday 2 to 4 p.m. And boy, I hope you get to check out The Edge of Insanity if you haven't yet on Sundays 12 to 2 p.m. That's with my good friend, Paul Brumbaugh. And I tell you, he's been a great support to me also as I was coming up through the comedy world uh, at Above the Underground in Redwood City. He used to host a show there. I've been out to the Pioneer. He has so many different things going on. I can't even keep up except for now, the Edge of Insanity Sundays, 12 to 2 p.m. right here at Mutiny Radio. Glad he joined us. And I'm glad you're joining us too. I'm going to play a little more music for you. Call me at 415-550-0511. If you heard the interview with Randall Dark, again, he's working on a children's story. And it's the brains behind the bunny, how the frogs of Easter have anything to do with, you know, getting those eggs out there and uh, working on the self-image from childhood on. There's some fun things coming your way. I hope you guys stay tuned in. And also, if you were paying attention to my September 9th show with Mercedes, I still have a few copies of the book remaining, Understanding Men with Power. 
So please reach out to me, get me your address, I'll get those out to you. Or stop by the station and drop me a message that you're wanting one and I'll get it out to you soon. Here's some more Coldplay. around 
Sun. 